there's no guarantee. The Bible says, he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. Just because you get saved this, this year, and you stay saved 10 years, and you fall off in the 11th year, that means all those 10 years was wasted. And a whole lot of folks and wasted a whole lot of time. Been in the church 40, 50 years and still not ready. Amen. Amen. I hope it's not you, but amen. That's exactly what's going on. Let's look at Revelation, the third chapter is dealing with the church of Sardis. Verse 1. The angel of the church of Sardis write. These things said he that is spirits of the God, the seven stars, I know thy works that liveth. Now notice, he knows their works. And they have a name that liveth, but they are dead. God is not impressed with the names of the people in the church. Or the name of the church, New Jerusalem, New Bethel, New Light Star, New New Samaria. God is not impressed on that. He's impressed upon how the folks in the church lives. And thou art dead, but and you know where you at. You know where your weaknesses are. So stop playing games. Stop playing like you don't know what seat you sit in. Stop playing like you don't know your heart. Stop playing like you just don't understand. You do. Yeah, so you know people's children that's in the stores and they throw them tantrums. They know what they're doing. Because they're trying to get a toy. Because they're trying to get some attention. You don't want to get the wrong one's attention and that's the devil. Be watchful and strengthen the, the things which remain. You hadn't all the way wigged out. You hadn't all the way flipped out, but you're flipping and you're tripping and you got to stop. Can't nobody stop that for you. You got to stop it. And you got to strengthen what remains. A lot of people, well, let me rephrase that. When we were taught, and which I believed, Saints don't backslide overnight. There is a succession of downward sparrows that they won't catch themselves. They won't cut folks loose that God have warned them about, and they keep on going down. It's like everything else. When you were out there, you may start it out with a beer. Then you went to a stronger form of alcohol. Then you went to marijuana and drugs. It's a succession. You don't stop 
as just a casual drink. Nobody is. Nobody does. And that's the same way with sin. You don't start with just one sin. You may want to pretend like all you, I just had one thing God had to clean me from. Stop lying. Now you got lying. You should have, you're lying on top of that. And and to prove it, let somebody question you about what you did. There's some things you're going to say, and there's certain things you're going to leave out. And you know what you're doing. Amen. Anybody here ain't going to do that? Oh, come on here. I know what flesh is going to do. Flesh says protect me, hide me. Don't let, don't let folks see who I am, really am. Don't expose me. So we want to blame, oh, it's somebody else's fault. No, it's your fault. Strengthen the things which remains. Come on, that. That are ready to die. You done had some things to die, and you, there's more things getting ready to die out of your spiritual life, but you won't repent. If you repent, you can strengthen them. Downward spiral. Going from one thing to another thing. And pretty soon, I don't know no saint that kept coming. They got to a point, uh, whatever I say going to offend somebody. So can I just say it? I'm going to just say it. They got to a point where they start hanging out with their old friends. Let me tell you something. Old friends never let you forget what y'all did. Why hang out with somebody that's going to keep reminding you of what you did and offer you what you left? And you try, I'm trying to witness to them. No, they're stronger than you. And so you are losing ground because now, number one, you didn't start uh, going toward them rather than God. Now they can call you a church. Hey, what you doing? Let's go out and get something to eat. The first thing you do, I ain't got no money. I'm paying. Well, can you pay on a day that ain't got church? Then you start getting your old taste bud back. First thing they're going to do, huh? No, you won't want nothing. I ain't going to tell nobody. Yeah, it still tastes good. And Michelob's stuff still tastes good. Amen. And all you got to see it, and you remember what it tastes like, what you feel like after you had it. Now, now don't get smart with me, and, and don't get cocky, because if your thing wasn't beer, it was something else. Amen. I was out there, too. I know everybody in here, nobody had the same sin, more than likely. Oh, but you had one. You had a crutch you leaned on. Strengthen those things which remain that are getting ready to die. You see why repentance is important? You done let some stuff slip 
And now there's some other stuff that's getting ready to die. You getting ready to lose your grip on God. Ready to die. Come on for Ah, God is letting you know I see you and I haven't found your work perfect or pleasing. I know I don't know what's wrong in my life. It's the devil that's picking on me. You just don't know the trouble that I'm going. I do. Yes, I do. You're losing your hold. And God sent a switch to spank your legs, and you don't want to turn around. You are like, why is the devil? Baby, you better find out because God ain't, God ain't let the devil chase his saints. He chasing those whom he loves. If you are a saint of God and you getting the whooping, you better really check it out because God don't turn you up. Once he done turned you over to the devil, he done walked away. You got to repent. Tell God you saw. If you don't even lie. Don't don't even lie. If I sin. No, I sin. And I done evil in your sight. I, I, I didn't do everything that I knew that I should do. I said some stuff that I shouldn't have said. I did some stuff that I shouldn't have done. I disobeyed you when you convicted me about staying at home and I stayed at home anyway. I said, when you told me to shut my mouth, I opened my mouth and told everybody off. You did some stuff. Come on here. That poor dog caught it if you had one on and you were just mean. Verse 3, remember? Now, no, listen. Remember how you received? Now, he ain't talking to the preacher. He's talking to the individual. Remember how you received and you heard. You, some stuff you brought in and you received it, some stuff you just heard and didn't bring it in. He ain't talking to me. No, who he think he talking to? You still heard it, and he's holding you accountable for what you heard. And if you didn't do it, you need to repent. And hold fast and what? Come on. Now notice, if you don't watch for your soul, God's going to come on you as a thief. You know what a thief does? He don't come when you expect him to come. Now they got the one we used to expect him to come over in the night. Now they come in broad daylight breaking the house. Taking everything you got. Acting like they live there. The thief is going to come. God's going to come for your soul like a thief. You ain't even aware. Hang ready. Uh, uh, That ain't going to stop God. When God gets ready to call us home in death, I have not seen anything or anybody could stop. You can jump in the bed with a person that's dying and they still going to die. 
you can hold on to them just as tight as you want to. They're still going to die. You can beg God to let them stay, and they're still going to die. The doctor's going to come in there and say, we have done all we can do. If you leave the machine on, they're going to still be dead, and the machine going to be pumping their heart and pumping their lungs with oxygen for them, but they're going to be graveyard dead. How long do you want to go through this before you accept it and we pull the plug? Because they did. He will come as a thief and you won't be ready. You'll be holding on the sheets, brother. Crying out, no, no, don't take me. I don't want to go into the light or whatever they be doing. But you and I know that this is going to happen at some stage in our life and we've got to be ready. Jesus don't want to come after you and me as a thief. So unaware, you don't know he's coming. Come on. He's coming as a thief, you're not going to know. But the saints can know when they're getting ready to leave here. You've heard, you talk to saints that was ready. I'm ready to go home to be with the Lord. The Lord's coming to get me today. You done heard all kinds of testimony. Been in the hospital where I thought they were talking to uh, not a lot. Before the next morning they were gone. But they said they were ready. We should look forward to having that kind of testimony, but we won't have it except we keep repentance as number one in our arsenal. Never forget, talking to Pastor Golden. Bishop, I'm ready. Oh, Pastor. Ain't nothing between me, my soul, and the Savior. Lord gonna come get me and call me home. I remember that. And that wasn't just on one occasion. It was on several occasions because he stayed down for a long time. When saints, a lot of saints stay down and go in trial after trial, they give up. They throw in the towel. They want to holler and lick their wounds and cry poor me. They don't know. And see, this is another. They don't know that, that this trial here ain't going to take you out. Because they don't have an open dialogue with God. They need to repent and get things right so God says, hey, this ain't the one. In a few days, this will be over. That's how I, I knew that two cancers that I had wasn't going to kill me. Because you get something or you go through something, that don't mean you're going to die. You can't die until God said, you coming home. Come on. God has a few... 
everybody in the church ain't in a backslidden state. But you got to make sure you're not. Now there's some here. And some care and some don't care. But God said, I've got a few. And wouldn't that be amazing if your name was amongst the few? The God said, I got somebody in mercy ministry that I can count on. I got somebody at 1900 Nichols Road that is pleasing me. I got somebody in Little Rock, Arkansas at zip code 2205 in uh, August the 9th, 8th rather, that is pleasing in my sight. Wouldn't that be marvelous? If God could testify on your behalf in my behalf, that's all that matters. God has got his angels at your beckoning call to make sure if you go through, you don't fall, you don't quit, and you don't give up. And we have the audacity, you don't know what they did to me. Uh, pull me. Your flesh and my flesh need to die. It's supposed to die daily. And you ain't killing it even every three months. We got to kill this flesh daily. I found out there's still a little trickster left in me. You, you haven't found that out there. I found that there's, there's, I don't know if it's where that in my body, there's a part of me to keep looking back at where I came from. And there's a part of me that hey, you still remember those tastes and certain smells that triggers. Oh, you do too. You do too. I know you think you're clean now, but don't find yourself in the mud, Mr. Pig and Miss Piggy. Because your flesh loves slop. Can't excuse it now. We got to get rid of the, the slop that we love. You know, Paul made a statement. I know in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Paul knew that the fight of the flesh was a continual fight. Even though he laid hands on the sick, called the dead back to life, and, and done all kinds of miracles for God, lived through famine, beat half to death, and he still found out, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Come on now. Amen. That's why you can't trust yourself. to tell you better than everybody else. And that's the biggest lie. What, what, what human being God created better than any other? All of us created out of dirt. The dirt we left, the dirt we're going to return. Amen. Some of us might be light-skinned in the dirt, some of us be black dirt, but dirt is going to be dirt. There's a few that have not defiled their garment. Come on. And they to walk with me in white. 
represent the righteousness of God. Or now notice, he is the one that counts folks worthy. What is he saying about you? Oh, you would love to find out what he's saying about me, but what is he saying about you? Oh, you want to have a dream about me, but what is, he, what is the dream that he told you about you? Folks will have you to believe that God will take time to tell you about, tell them about you and leave them out of the picture. And the only person that they can help get saved is themselves. Paul told the preachers to watch out for one thing. That if I preach to others, I got to make sure that I don't become a castaway. The word that I preach to you got to save me too. Verse 5. Now, if you overcome it, God's going to give you a white robe represents the righteousness of God. Now, he ain't going to give you nothing if you ain't going to live nothing. A white remnant, come on. Now, a lot of folks have got saved. But did God or will God blot out their name? You know, uh, you you didn't wrote something down and then you strike through it, right? You blotted it out. You tried to get rid of it. Now, what if God do our name like that? You got saved one time. You stayed saved for 10 years. You wouldn't repent and make sure you stay on State Street. And so God said, well, I, I did everything. You know, we backslide. And God does, does everything he can to keep us in the church. To save us. But when we, he find out we don't want to be right, he opens the door and give us a way out. Whether you get mad at the preacher, whether you get disgusted with the church, where you fall out with somebody in the church, you're going to leave. You ain't going to stay in the body of Christ and still be disgruntled, mad, and unsaved. I ain't never seen it happen like that. And I've been in the church 40-something years, almost 50 years. At some point, you're going to get mad enough to leave. And watch how the church just roll on like you've never been here. You leave and team might send t- uh, five or six more people in. Then somebody else coming to the, man, I don't want to do this. Go open and they go. Amen. God's kingdom works. And it works according to God's plan, not ours. Have you noticed the amount of folks that come into church now in this these this last day? They want to change God's plan. They want to change God's order in the church. They don't want to change. 
but they want to change God's order. But they ran to the wrong preacher. I ain't preaching this for money. I'm preaching this so, so that I can be saved and so that I can help a few people that, that want to be saved along the way. Yeah. He said, but I will, uh, the, the name, I will blot their name, I will not blot their name out of the book of life, but You're going to need Jesus to confess your name in heaven. You're going to need a representative before you get there. And he already told you and me both, I know them that are mine. Now, if you're leaving him and you think he don't know you're leaving him, you got another thing coming. Jesus knows when we start putting other folks, people, and opinion ahead of him. I need you to know that. And you know when you have grown cold, because number one, you're, you don't have the fire that you used to have, nor do you have the love for the church and for the saints that you used to have. And the first thing you want to say is saints don't love like they used to. You the problem. How can somebody love you and you got all kind of porcupine quills sticking up? But you know what I found out? That same spirit in past generation manifests itself in present generation. If you want to leave, you ain't got to pick a fight to leave. He's going to erase your name and it's going to be a done deal. Now notice what he says in verse 6. Now he said, this is what the Spirit is saying. How are you going to, uh, Pastor, go to preach one time, uh, your arm too short to box with God. How are you going to fight the God to save you? How are you going to fight the God that delivers you? How are you going to fight the God that's going to put you back on right street when you get wrong? And you're going to get wrong? It depends on who you let speak in your ear. If you listen to the devil, he'll have you believe saints are the enemy. When and where did that happen? Come on, let's go to the Philadelphia church where we can talk about love. These things said he that is holy and true and he has the key of David and he opens and no man shut and shutteth and no man openeth. Come on. Oh, now he's telling the same, another church the same thing. I know thy works. God is telling every church that's supposed to be on the planet, I know thy works. And one, he said, I know what Satan's seat is. You said you belong to me, but you, Satan's seat is, you, is right here. Now how is Satan sitting in the church? Move the people. 
make sure that you're actually in God's program and not part of the devil's program. Let me tell you something about your flesh and my flesh. It remembers every sin. Remember every taste. Remember how you used to curse folks out and got pleasure in it. Remember how you used to lie on folks. And how you was petty and pick fights just because you was evil. Had folks fighting and biting and devouring one another. And you got a joy out of it. Lying, cheating, and stealing was your badge of honor. And got saved and going right back to that. Show you in a backslid. You mean to tell me it's okay to do what you used to do before you got saved? No, it's not. And it should be an indication that we have let some stuff slip and we need to repent and ask God to forgive us. You know one thing? You can... I know I beat dead horses. What do you mean? I go over and over and over because you look at me like you don't understand and you can't comprehend. And the thing that you've got to make, what am I going to do about this? The preacher can't straighten me out. I got to straighten myself out. Behold, I have opened the door and no man can shut it. Come on. Oh, you weak. I opened the door and you still weak. You got a little strength. That's not a good indictment for a child of God. You cannot have strength and tell the devil no at the same time. The devil done wore you down. It ain't a good thing when a child of God is talking about boxing somebody's ears. It ain't a good thing when a child of God is talking about picking up a knife and a gun and a pair of bad brass knuckles. You got a little strength and you're about to lose the strength you got. Thou has a little strength in hand. That's the only thing you got going for you. You kept the word and you did not deny his name. Now look at the ones that are denying God. Looking like, uh, acting like ain't no strength in Jesus' name. You can't call him when you're sick. and You, you can't call him when, you, when you, uh, uh, in you are in the valley. you about to quit and throw in the towel. You're going in a rage instead of calling on the name of Jesus. No peace and no power. Saints are losing it. We're losing it just like the... Haven't you noticed 
From the world standpoint, the devil has drawn people into mental illnesses just in the past year. The amount of folks that have lost their mind and lost their sense of belonging, lost, lost, just a lost, the, the amount of policemen, firemen, and, and doctors, and nurses, they're losing it. They can't handle the stress. It's bad when saints can't handle the ghost suit. You gotta be able to handle it. He is not going to shorten it unless it looks like saints ain't nobody gonna be saved. So we told you that that's the only way he shortened what is getting ready to happen in the end time. If he don't, if he don't shorten it, don't want no flesh be saved. now, they are the synagogue of Satan and they say that they're Jews. Now you got so, look, wait a minute, now look at this. You got a whole lot of folks that's supposed to be Christian, but actually in the synagogue of Satan. Come on. Wait a minute, what? Let, let's look at that. They do what? They lie. Lie. You don't look over lying folks in the kingdom of God just like you don't look over them in the world because that is the spirit of the devil. If you quick to lie, you go. You know, sis and company, where do you find that God is okay for a saint of God to lie? You seek to kill me from that which you've heard from your father from the beginning. He is a liar and the father of lies. And the first thing that he does is deny who Jesus is. Oh, he's a great prophet. Uh, he's more than that. You heard some of the lies that they conjured up in this day. Him and Mary Magdalene, after he got off the cross, him and Mary Magdalene went and had some children. He could have created them. Lies. He only wanted to know how to make a womb and put breath, breath into the woman that came from the clay and now everything started working. Now, why would he need to go out and have some kids by Mary Magdalene? And on top of that, she was a prostitute. It ain't too far from what we used to do before we got saved. What did you call jumping in out of bed with somebody that wasn't your husband or wasn't your wife? So be careful what you snip your nose up at. You might smell yourself. Come on, boy. Now he gonna make them that of the synagogue of Satan come and worship before your feet. Come on. 
Now notice now, there is an hour of temptation that is going to come upon the world. And only the one that have made sure that they have done right by God, repented and make sure they got everything right with God, they're the one that won't be affected. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it because he did the same thing with the nation of Israel. They didn't deserve to come out of Egypt. It proved it when they got out there what they did. He covered them in order to get them out. Temptation will come upon the on their world. Come on, try. You got to hold to your faith. If you don't hold to your faith, you know, I don't know if you notice it. If you look around the room. Look around the room. There was a few more here this morning. But for some reason, they don't think evening service is as important as morning service. Whatever excuse they come up with, God is not going to validate it. And the same thing goes for me and you. Excuses are not validated by God. They're validated by the flesh. You got to make sure that you don't let nothing come between you and your soul with God. He come quickly and his reward is with him. Folks, you know what, what has really happened, I believe? We done talked about the end time, and folks have gotten used to seeing things happen, the flooding and the earthquake. And because when I get time, we're going to go back and start reviewing some of those clippets of the things that the uh, natural disasters that have happened in the last six months. It will blow your mind. What's happening in America is happening around the world. The whole world is on fire at some point somewhere. The whole world is flooding at some point somewhere. Everybody, everybody on the planet is being bothered by COVID-19. In the church, we have gone into a lackadaisical state. And all we have, all we can come out with during this pandemic, I'm afraid. Isn't that amazing? All the signs point to God's return, and we can't get excited enough to have a house breaking, pray, house uh, shaking prayer meeting. We can't even get, become become so concerned that we can praise God and let our voices go like a multitude of water and praise before God. Isn't it amazing that we're acting like we're Cold and dead. All that God is doing. If, if nobody in here get the virus, don't you know that's a miracle within itself? 
this thing is in the air, it's in the water, it's in the ground, if the animals can get it, and, if, and everything else can get it, why do you think you're going to be able to withstand not getting it? It's mercy. It's mercy. And if you get it and he don't allow it to kill you, it's mercy. You know, I was listening to a scientist. It changes your cell patterns. That's why it duplicates your different cells in your body. That's why it's hard to fight. For those of you that don't want to get the shot. If you get it, it's going to be a horrible season in your life. God may let you live through it. But guess what? Everybody that I've heard got a limp after they come through. Amen. And you can't tell me he might not because he letting saints get it. You hear me? Some saints live and bounce back. Some saints die. You make sure you're ready with God, regardless. Make sure you're ready. Because who's know, who knows whose number's going to be up next? Amen. Where we at? 11? 3 him? No, notice the one that get on the other side of it. You got to go through all that you need to go through to become an overcomer. You need to keep telling yourself, I ain't made it yet. So I ain't got time to sit down and let the devil catch up with me. Because you know folks say, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running for my life. I'm running, I'm running, and I can't tarry. I'm running up the king's highway. She's sitting down now. Ain't putting no effort in to be saved. Is that I can't I, I can't tarry. I can't I can't wait on you to catch up with me. You better come on here. Remember when you were young and you got saved? You didn't wait on folks to come. You didn't wait to see if folks were coming. You had your own personal, what they call your own personal go-through back then. I'm going if don't nobody else come. Can't say that now. There's some stuff we got to clean up and get out of the way. Come on. And? Now, this, these are the ones that overcome and ain't going back out. He knows once you overcome and you make it to heaven, you ain't going back out. But right now, you don't know if you're going to stick and stay. You know, old folks, you know, we get to talk, talking real bad and real big. You let the right trial here. Especially these newcomers. Ain't been in the church 30 days. Hadn't had to go through nothing. 
hadn't had to go without nothing. Hadn't had, hadn't had to be afflicted. And then they testify to how they, they, them and God right here, right here, right here. Baby, you go through something and then you, you talk. You have not been through nothing and you don't know what you'll do because everybody in here got some rabbit in them. you run. Amen. Don't tell me you'll be able to go through what Job went through. Don't tell me you'll be able to go through what Paul went through. Don't tell me that when folks are oh they they just they just they they they, they, they just weak. You let your trial hit you and see how you bounce back and see how you stay. Your trials should tell you. Where you are. If your trials make you quit, you're weak. And if you ain't got no trial and you quit, you know you're super weak. I will write upon him my new name, the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is a what? New Jerusalem. You can't hear unless you hear what the Spirit is saying. So you got to turn a whole lot of junk and people off. God and the devil ain't going to be talking to you at the same time. If the devil is talking to you, you ain't going to get no message from God. Because you ain't going to be able to hear the preacher. And the first thing he's going to do is make you mad at the preacher. Because God ain't sending you no salvation message unless it come by a preacher whom he has sent. So the devil done already lied to you if you think you're going to get a word from somewhere else about salvation. Come on, verse 14. Now the faithful and the true witness. Come on. Go on. Oh, wait a minute. Now he's down to folk that are lukewarm. They're not cold and they're not hot. <laughs> Think about that. They just come to church. Won't get involved in church so they can heat up. Won't get involved in Sunday school so they can heat up and grow up. Just come and sit around. How do you expect to get warm? And you won't do nothing in the kingdom of God. You neither cold and you ain't hot. You just coming. The amount of folk that fall in this category is mind-blowing. 
And they do it year after year. But they better straighten it up before the Lord get back. Neither cold nor hot. Come on. I will what? I'm going to spit you out. Let me add some lukewarm water. You were thirsty. And somebody brought you some water. I remember I, you talking about getting a, getting a talking. And may even get slapped by mama. Brought some water that wasn't cold and wasn't hot. It was lukewarm. Why didn't I tell you to bring me some cold water? Come back in here and get this glass. And if you you bring me some more hot water, lukewarm water, if you want to, I'm going to whoop your behind. Now what you think God going to, he done told you, I would that you were cold or hot. Either leave the church and die or, or live. You don't want to do either. You want to be in the church and that's all. It's not a good indictment. There's some repenting that need to go on. Come on. Now, now notice, thou said, you said that God didn't say that about you. Because thou said, I am rich and increased with good. You don't need nothing. You don't need God. Some of you, if you get a dollar more than what you get on a raise, God might as well call it quits in your life. If all your needs ever get met, you already act like you don't want to serve it. Let all your needs get met. You're going to hit that lotto. Playing some of everything, they better not be playing when Jesus comes back. Come on. And you don't know that you are wretched, come on, miserable and poor and blind and naked. You need to make sure you highlight these words and go find out what they look, what they mean in the Greek and chase them back down in the English. You'll be surprised how much this going to cover. It should cause you to think about your lifestyle and what you're actually portraying when you come to church. You are poor, you're blind, and you can't see. Look, notice this. Look, look at this. You're miserable. First, you're not comfortable. You're folks are miserable in pain. You're poor, you got needs everywhere. You ain't got enough water, you ain't got enough money, you ain't got enough nothing, ain't got enough food, you ain't got enough nothing, and you still won't serve God right. You're blind, you can't see. You need somebody to lead you around. You are inhibited. You're naked. You don't have adequate clothing. 
bad. That's bad. But you say you're rich and you don't need nothing. That's something. How God see you is different than how you see you. You the one said you are rich and you don't have any needs or nothing. But look what God said. You're wretched, miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. If that ain't an indictment against the church, I don't know when you're going to get one. Now notice what it says in 18. You can't see because you're blind. He said, anoint your eyes with eyesight. Your eyes are infected. You can't even see righteousness. That thou mayest see it. Come on. getting an attitude when the word come hard you need to thank God that he's on your street and he's dealing with you and your mess because he's trying the rebuke that God sent you is to cause you to turn around if you don't turn around there's going to come a day you're going to wish you had and all those folks that pat you on the back and tell you how great you are when they were out there in the world, what you found out what? Later on in life, they didn't mean you no good. They just wanted you to clown so you could be the joke. And then you wind up being the butt of the joke. And they still talking about what you did and they ain't talking about what they did. Now check out verse 20. Now look at Jesus knocking on the door for you to let him in. He's knocking on the door so that you can let him in. You the one won't let him in. Come on, F. Come on. You got to overcome to sit in the throne of God or sit with him in the throne. Wait, wait. How do you think you, you act like you done made it? You have not made it. We have not made it. We got to be overcomers. We got to keep on going, 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 going until he called it over. can't keep going if you don't repent and get yourself clean so that you can get back in the race and get back on fire. Come on. Now notice he said, you know what he said? I had to overcome and you think you don't have to overcome? Jesus had to go through every test that God had set up 
in the word for him to go through before the foundation of the world in order to qualify as yours and my Savior. 